Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> it's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 41 of season 2, and time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. Avalon Time was a comedy variety program that ran from 1938 to 1940 on NBC's Red Network. Red was an ongoing theme on the show, with all four hosts of the program having red hair, and two of the hosts having the first name Red, and of course running on the Red Network. The show was sponsored by Avalon Cigarettes. Red Foley was the first and longest-serving host from the first show until July of 39. Red Skelton hosted next, and the show is considered to be his first big break in show business. Comedian Cliff Arquette then followed as host for a few months in 1940, and then the singer Dick Todd was the final host in the spring of 1940 until its last broadcast in May of that year. Now sit back and relax for the August 19, 1939 broadcast of Avalon Time with Red Skelton. A pack of Avalon cigarettes, please Yes, sir Oh, just a moment, sir Don't forget your change You'd never guess But Avalon's cost you less So why not always travel on With Good evening. This is Del King saying welcome to Avalon Time with Kurt Massey, Edna Stilwell, Jeanette, the Avalon Chorus, Bob Strong and his orchestra, and radio's red-headed ragamuffin, Richard Red Skelton. The orchestra opens the program with, well, all right. gentlemen, is there one person in our audience tonight who is not interested in saving money? Certainly you want to save money. We all want to save money wherever we can. Then, take advantage of the big money-saving opportunity Avalon cigarettes offer every smoker. Avalon save you up to one-third of your total cigarette expense. You see, they cost three to five cents less per pack than other popular price brands. And that repeated saving on every pack runs into real money, extra dollars you wouldn't have otherwise. But don't think you're sacrificing quality to gain this economy. No, siree. This money-saving economy comes to you as an extra. Avalons are union-made from the very choicest Turkish and domestic tobaccos blended to perfection. In fact, you couldn't get finer quality tobaccos in any other cigarette, regardless of price, regardless of brand. 
Truly, ladies and gentlemen, Avalon's are the outstanding cigarette value on the market. Try a pack tonight. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we take pleasure in presenting Red Skelton, the streamlined jester in his three acts of nonsensical nuisance. First, our disassociated news flashes known as Headline Hokum, brought to you each week at this time by that genial, jiving, journalistic jitterbug, the rib-splitting, real screwy, rip-snorting, row-starting rapscallion, Red Skelton. Thank you and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and now for the news. Detroit, Michigan. The 1940 automobiles are now on the assembly line. I bought a new car a couple of days ago. Already the fenders are wrinkled. Guess it's worried about the payments. <laughs> it's a very comfortable car, though, only it's a little close to the ground. In fact, the seat is so close to the ground, every time you hit a bump, you get a road burn. <laughs> Fashion news for the ladies. This fall, women will wear their hats on their heads. <laughs> funny. Why didn't somebody think of that before? I like to read the fashion notes for the women. I like to know what's coming off. <laughs> New York City, New York. Billy Rose says that he's going to retire. After the World's Fair, he says, New York is on its own. <laughs> Here's the uh, news in the sporting world. Here are the standings in the National League. Central Na- Cincinnati Reds are in first place. The St. Louis Cardinals are in second place. And the Brooklyn Dodgers are in Brooklyn. <laughs> Washington, D.C. The President of the United States changes Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) When informed of the President's actions, the Governor of Maine and Vermont said, quote, unquote. (laughs) Changing the date of Thanksgiving Day is all right, but it's a little tough on those turkeys. I know how they feel, too. I don't know when I'm going to get the axe myself. All the gamblers there in Chicago have stopped betting on the horses. They're giving odds now on what day it is. No <laughs> so kidding, I heard the three coffee concerns went nuts this week trying to figure out what dates to put on those cans. <laughs> well, that just about takes care of the news, so I think I better get out of here before somebody with a hunting license takes care of me. <laughs> so Jeanette will sing A Stairway to the Stars. Sing it pretty, Jeanette, but pretty... Settle high on the crest of a thrill 
the stars Oh, lovely stairway to the stars It would be heaven to climb to heaven with you Are we ready for the slice of life? Yeah, Dell. And for those who might be listening in for the first time, I'd like to explain that the slice of life is a short playlet on things that happen in everyday life. Things that you do, in fact, all of us do. Well, well, uh, what's this one about tonight? Well, it's about the troubles we sometimes go through to see a movie. <laughs> your hometown, the time a few minutes before the prices change at the theater. We see a young couple hurrying to the movies. The girl is played by Edna Stilwell, and the boy is played by Red Skelton. As the scene opens, he is counting her money. 45, 55, 60, 63. Okay, which show shall we go to? Well, I'd like to go oh, on look down. what's playing over there, a double feature. The woman calling Dr. Kildare. <laughs> Gee, I hope he gets there in time. Well, I've seen one of them. Yeah. Let's go over there. There's yeah. a good show. Look, they got bingo, screeno, date night, country store, bank night. And look, they're giving away a free automobile. Yeah? What's the picture? They don't have any picture. They haven't got time. Yeah. I know what let's do. What? Let's go see Stanley and Livingston. No, I don't like them tap dancers. <laughs> let's go down a little 15 cent theater. No, let's go here. It's only a dime. No, I'd rather pay the nickel more. You don't run into the riffraff. <laughs> Come on, let's go, huh? Well, here we are. Two, please. Thank you. Say, would you like a bar of candy? What kind do you want? Oh, I don't know. What kind rattles the most when you unwrap it? <laughs> I don't know. I'll just drop a nickel here in this machine. What'd you get? A Dixie cup. <laughs> well, come on. We better hurry or we'll miss the picture. Donna Meachie's not in. <laughs> How far down, please? Oh, anywhere, I guess. Gee, it's awful dark in here, isn't it? Give me your hand, honey. Uh, you have to let go, sir. The ushers are not allowed to hold hands with the customers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. And as soon as I'm off duty, I shall have a haughty laugh. Yeah. Uh, right this way. Uh, there are two seats in the front row. In the front row? It's awful far. Ah, come on. It's downhill all the way. <laughs> Here you are, sir. Uh, thanks a lot, Usher. Uh, pardon me, folks. Could we get through there? Oh, thanks a lot. Some seats, ain't they? Awful close to the screen. Yeah, and keep your hands off Hetty Lamar. <laughs> it sure feels good to sit down and relax, don't it? Uh, pardon me. Is there a single seat in there? Yes, there is. Uh, may I get through, please? Yeah. Take it easy, Charlie. Uh, kind of tight squeeze for a fat fella like me. Yeah. <laughs> One of us is going to have to take a deep breath. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, wait a minute. This seat's broken. Uh, could I get through again? Yeah, okay. Wait just a minute, will you? Ready? One, two, three. <gasps> Thank you. Right. Well, gee, I'm glad that's over. He sure was fat. Fat? It's the first project I've seen with legs. <laughs> All right, now. Let's settle down and watch the picture. Oh, I can't enjoy this picture. The guy in the back of me keeps kicking the seat every time the music plays. There he goes again. Hey, you, will you stop kicking the back of the seat? What did you say, buddy? Uh, nothing. I was just telling my girl here. You sure got rhythm. <laughs> uh, pardon me again, brother. I think I'll take that seat after all. Uh, sorry to be such a bother. Oh, no bother at all. No bother at all. What is this, an entrance finale? <laughs> will you please keep quiet? Oh, what's that? Darn. Now my beads are broken. There they go, all over the floor. All right, honey. I'll pick them up for you. Let's see. I'll just feel around here. Yeah, here's one. Here. Here's another one. Uh, I'll get the rest of them after the show. Pardon me, brother. I hate to do this, but uh, would you let me through again? Hey, why don't you sit down and watch the picture? Listen, I've been in here since 10 o'clock this morning. I've seen the picture five times. Well, why don't you go home? I would, but uh, I... Uh... I can't remember where I came in. <laughs> oh, shall we go home? No, let's stay and see the next picture. It's a murder mystery. I'd like to see a good murder. If you don't shut up, buddy, you will. <laughs> and lady, would you mind taking that feather out of your hat? I can't see the show. Well, so what? Just laugh when I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Ah, go ahead and laugh. I'd fix that feather if I had a pair of scissors. <laughs> you wouldn't dare. You keep out of this, buddy. This is just between me and your mother. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't my mother. Well, are you going to sit there and let that man insult me? No, no, listen, brother. I'll meet you out in the alley right after the show. Okay, brother, I'll be yeah, there. You'll be there, brother. Oh, yeah. please, stop arguing. Everybody's looking at well, you. Let them look. I'll... Don't forget, Weiss. I in the alley after the show. Don't bring any help with you. I don't need any help. I'll be there alone. What's that? I said I'll be there alone. Oh, you said it, brother, because I won't be there. <laughs> An imposing interpretation by Bob Strong and his orchestra of that scintillating jungle drum.
Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear what Chief O'Flanagan of the fire department said the first time he tried Avalon cigarettes? Well, he said... Faith, and you mean to be telling me this fine cigarette costs three to five cents less? They go over here all the time. We've been spending me hard-earned money on popular price brand. Why, that burns me up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, Chief O'Flanagan is right. Why pay more for your cigarettes when you can get highest quality in Avalon's for three to five cents less per pack than other popular price brands? And be assured, you're not talking about saving just pennies now, either. For that repeated saving on every pack you smoke adds up to many, many dollars in mighty short order. But judging by the quality, you'd never guess Avalon's cost you less. They're quality cigarettes through and through, union-made and skillfully blended from the very finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos. Never has a price so low bought this superior Avalon quality, an unsurpassed quality. Friends, you're gaining all the way around when you switch to Avalon. Why not give them a trial tonight? A new candidate for the leadership in popular tunes of the day. Kurt Massey and the Avalon Chorus introduce you to Cinderella, Stay in My Arms. Stay in my arms, Cinderella. While the clock is striking, I'll hold you. At the stroke of twelve, don't run away. Oh, can't you hear my heart is begging to stay in my arms, Cinderella? Maybe I'm that fellow Prince Charming. Since I met you, I've had one design. Your wedding shoes placed next to mine. Midnight of midnight and so divine Cinderella stay my of the third part to send out skeleton service. If you feel run down and want to run out, skeleton will run over. 
<laughs> when he takes your place, you can be sure that your job will be there when you get back. Of course, somebody else may be doing your job, but the job will be there. <laughs> we now take you to the office of the Send Out Skeleton Service. Hello, this is Send Out Skeleton Service. Oh, yes, Mr. Skelton will do anything, from selling peanuts to smuggling baseball players into Wrigley Field. <laughs> Very well, I'll send him out. Gee, I hope it's not like the job you sent me out on yesterday. What a job. Well, what was so tough about it? Mr. Zanny told me he just wanted to take your horseback riding. Yeah, he didn't tell you he wanted me to be the horse. <laughs> well, this is an important job. Yeah. The district attorney wants you to take over his office for the day. District attorney... Oh, boy, now I can get after those guys who've been sending me threatening letters. Don't be silly. You can't prosecute the finance company. Yeah. Gosh, I'm the district attorney. Take a look at me, Edna. I'm the DA. In the movies, they make them better looking. Yeah. Well, I better take you with me. I may need a stenographer. Okay. I can take transcribed testimony. Transcribed? Notes to you. Come on. I'll be the duty of the district attorney not only to prosecute the criminal cases perpetrated. I know, but... I know. I listen to that program myself. <laughs> but now uh, this insurance racket. How can we stop people from collecting money on insurance when they shouldn't? Well, that's easy. Stop selling insurance. I mean, uh... Uh, take the case of Mrs. Nosegay Smuck. She's already collected from us for four husbands already who've disappeared. But this time, she gets no insurance unless she produces the body. Or a reasonably exact facsimile. <laughs> Well, you think maybe it's a case of mistaken indemnity? All I know is that Mrs. Smug gets married, pays a $10 premium, reports that her husband is dead, and collects $10,000. That's a nice little profit, you ask me. Nice little profit? Why, it's liable to start a whole new industry. Say, I'll, I'll bet Mr. Smug was kidnapped by Killer Diller. The killer was picked up hanging around the Smug Hotel. This grilling. Send in Killer Diller, will you? Well, come right in, Killer Diller. Imagine, you've been convicted for murder, arson, burglary, theft, treason, counterfeiting, and kidnapping. Now, what do you got to say for yourself? Well, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Oh, you think it's funny, huh? Why, you've taken so many raps, you're rap-happy. <laughs> but this time, I'm going to see that you get the limit of 20 years and no discount for a regular customer. Now, are you guilty or not guilty? Well, how do I know? I ain't been tried yet. Oh, you refuse to answer, eh? Where were you on the night of the 14th? Well, Don't answer. What did you, you do with that gun? Don't answer. What did you do with Mr. Smoke? Well, Don't answer. Oh, just as I thought, eh? You're guilty. You won't answer. Oh, you don't give me no chance. Every time I open my mouth, you tell me to shut it. Well, it's an open and shut case. <laughs> now, what were you doing hanging around the bar at the Smug Hotel? Believe it or not, I was waiting for a sidecar. Yeah. Uh, we'll see about that. I'll call for Mrs. Smug. Hey, Mrs. Stillwell, send that Park Avenue girl in. There's two of them out here. Which one do you want? The dab or the dub? Send in the dub. Send in Mrs. Smug. Well, we'll soon find out if this woman is trying to defraud your company, Mr. Doe. Ah, come right in, Mrs. Smug. Oh, thank you. Uh, Mrs. Smug, you're accused of trying to defraud the insurance company. Oh! I wouldn't defrost anybody. Mm. I've bought a lot of insurance for Mr. Endow here, and I can't exactly say that honesty is his best policy. Well, why, I, you have no... Don't think that my company is going to pay for you for your hobby... Your hobby of hobbies. Now, just a moment, you two. Mrs. Smug, did you ever see this man before? 
This is Killer Diller. Yes, yes, I did. And he sent me a threatening letter. Uh-huh. Did he sign his name to it? No, it was one of those monotonous letters. Mm. <laughs> did uh, you know the letter was from him? Well, he was too stingy to buy a stamp, and he just handed it to me. Oh. It's beginning to look suspicious, you know. Oh, listen, the dame's nuts. I can't even write. Well, we'll get to the bottom of this. Miss Stillwell, send that G-man in. Okay. By the way, there's a message here from the warden. Yeah? He refused to execute that midget you sent up. Why? He said he couldn't be bothered with small fries. <laughs> ah, come right in, fella. Hey, are you a Hoover G-man? Well, I ain't a Hoover G-O-P man. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. G-man. Oh, yes, Mr. Skelton. And I just ooze with clues. <laughs> All week long, I've been on the trail of the loathsome crime. <laughs> Say, did, did you find out anything about uh, Mrs. Smug's missing husband? Well, I spent the whole day yesterday going through the missing person's bureau. Yeah? What did you find? Dirty laundry. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, do you have any reasons to suspect uh, Killer Diller of having anything to do with the disappearance of Mr. Smug? Well, I'm not sure, but last night I saw him throw a body into the water. Throw a body in the water? Whose was it? His own. He was taking a bath. <laughs> and not only that, but when he saw that I was shadowing him, he jumped out of the tub and grappled with me. Oh, Lee went at a tooth and nail. I liked out with a haymaker. And when I came to, I got his blueprint. <laughs> you mean his fingerprints? No, I mean blueprints. His hands were so cold, he left blueprints. <laughs> well, that's fine. Now, we can practically settle this whole case by you identifying Killer Diller. Can you do that? Oh, I sure can. Uh, go ahead, identify him. Point him out. I sure will. Which one is he? Sitting over... <laughs> Look, I don't think you're going to be much help at all. Maybe you'll just well run along, Herky. Well, I gotta go now anyway. You see, I'm working on the famous stolen pillowcase, and I gotta go home and sleep on it. Now, Mrs. Smug, you're accused of a very serious crime. You're accused of trying to collect insurance money without proof that your husband's dead. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to hold you on a writ of habeas uh, Irish Rosa. Such hmm. a over one man. I guess I ought to know if poor Wilbur is dead. I saw him pass away. You did? What caused him to die? Well, I really don't know. I shot him, poisoned him, slugged him, strangled him, and chloroformed him. But I don't know which thing he died from. <laughs> well, that's okay. We'll just say he died from causes unknown. Why, you say, she can't get away Now, come, him. come, Mr. Dow. You accused Mrs. Smug of trying to collect insurance on her husband who wasn't dead. But she's just convinced me that she bumped him off herself. So, you see, she's entirely innocent. <laughs>
Well, Dell, I guess old pop time's all set to sickle us right off the air. Yeah, I'll say, Red, uh, did anybody tell you the all-star football team called up and want you to come over and help them? They did? Uh-huh. Hey, maybe they want me to coach the team. No, no, they want you for tackling, dummy. Uh... <laughs> oh, what's the use? Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Remember, friends, during the week when you ask for Avalon... Don't forget your change. So why not always travel on with Avalon? Yes, you'd never guess, but Avalon's cost only 10 cents plus city or state tax. next Saturday evening at the same time when the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation will again present Avalon Time. Dell King speaking. Good night. That was the August 19, 1939 broadcast of Avalon Time with the host Red Skelton. Be sure to tune in this Wednesday for a special Hump Day Happy Hour edition of the podcast where we'll feature two back-to-back episodes of a classic comedy radio show. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening. I'm Greg Fordyce. And remember... What happens if the perfect time comes around and he's not, you know, ready to perform? Ah, well, you see, I cut him off three weeks ago. He's ready to perform when the wind blows. (laughs) Boy, it's good and windy out there.